Kevin, what can you tell us about how we got to this point? How did the deal get done? Well, Sage, the Colts and the Eagles were in discussions for the last three weeks. I think really from the day after Jared Goff got traded from Los Angeles to Detroit and Matthew Stafford went from Detroit to Los Angeles. The talks heated up at that moment and really have been going on for 19 straight days. And they were at the brink of the deal the whole time. But it was only until today that the Eagles finally signed off on the agreement that will send a third-round pick this year to Philadelphia and a conditional second-round pick next year that could become a first-round pick in return to the Eagles from the Colts. Each side gets what it wants. Well, there you have it from Adam Schefter himself, Carson Wentz, going to the Indianapolis Colts for a 21 third round pick and a 22 second round pick that could become a first. We'll get into the details. Welcome back to Terrestrial Takes. I am Duchesne's, joined by my good friend Tim. This intro has taken a good two or three tries to get through, but we are working it, baby. We're getting into the content. What, what do you have to say about this trade, Tim? How, actually, first, how are you doing today? I'm not, I'm not bad. I've had some, uh, I get random swelling in my, my legs and it really uh, messes up my knee. So I've been limping around all week and not sleeping well. But besides that, you know, uh, I think this Carson Wentz news makes the whole week worth it. Just makes Absolutely. my day. Absolutely. Real quick. I'm going to put a little uh, clip of us talking about this deal. Uh, we kind of nailed it. So here's a little clip from last week. Because we have all this news of Wentz going to maybe the Bears, but I think you had said before we started recording, but I think that's the best spot for Wentz to go is the Colts. I might be kicking my shooters off in a fit of joy. (laughs) One, he doesn't go to the Bears, who are a a rival of the Packers, and I'd have to actively root against him. Mm -hmm. Two, the Colts are such a built squad where they just need a quarterback who can deliver the ball. So, yeah, Carson Wentz to the Colts. I love this move. Uh, I've never been a huge Wentz guy, but I actually just traded for him. I traded uh, Derek Carr and Will Fuller for uh, Wentz and uh, 302. I've never been a big Fuller guy. This was an orphan I took over, but this isn't about my team. This is about this is about giving news to the people. And we have Wentz going to the Colts, if I haven't said that five times. Um, I, he, he, re, he rejoins with Frank Reich behind a good offensive line, good running game, good wide receivers, in my opinion. I like Pittman, and I think Paris Campbell could be something. Um, what do you make of this? Uh, what do you make of this deal? How, how much do you like this deal? I love, love, love this deal. One, it frees Wentz. Two, Wentz doesn't go to Chicago as a Packer fan. Yep. Three, if you actually look at the things that made Wentz successful, they're all here. Reich, a wide receiver um, in the, that has the size in Pittman that kind of can um, mirror what we saw with Alshon. He's got tight ends here, massive tight ends in Moelle Cox. He's got the running game. He's got an, an offensive line that will actually block for him. He's got everything. He also Defense. has no excuses now either, which is, you know, we have to, we have to put that on him that he has to show up. But yep. this makes my day. And – if you look at it from Philly's side, Philly's doing just fine because if Wentz actually plays well, they get a first-round pick. Yep, they're rooting for him at this point. Um, and he's also got a, a really good defense in, in, in the Colts there. What do you, where do you see him as a fantasy option? Because right now, I haven't gone through my rankings or nothing. I'm just thinking, like, I see QB10, a low-end QB1 outcome for him this year. That's what I'm thinking. I'd say it's definitely around that. The reason being I, the Colts like to play defense, run the football. Yep. So it's going to be a little bit of a lower ceiling, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be an efficient ceiling where that's what I'm thinking. They're going to win field position battles. They're going to score touchdowns. He's, he's going to be a much better version of himself compared to last year. He had an MVP type season a few years ago. So we've seen it as something that's a possibility, yep. but he has more help this year, which is really important. Yeah. He's definitely a guy that needs a little help. I don't think he he's not a do-it-all kind of guy. Um, but with this help, I definitely, I mean, 
I'm I'm all engines going on Wentz this year. I like I said, I think he's a low in QB one. You can get him from even now after the steal. I think you can get him from mid range, mid QB two prices. I mean, maybe a little higher. I'm not sure. I don't know what the market is. It might take a little while to uh, to come back down. Um, what would you say mid mid QB two prices are right now? Um, so like, I think Baker is a little higher than that. I mean, Cousins are. I think Cousins still is like high QB two price, right? Like even though he finishes as a QB one, I think Matt Ryan is right there because of age. You might be like you, you probably get, you probably have to pay more than Matt Ryan to get wins, but I feel like you can make that deal one for one. I mean, I think it's close anyways. Um, He's over Jimmy G. All right. A first rounder. I think we're in the first round territory. No, but high, high second. High, high second. I just I wouldn't pay a first. I'd pay I'd pay two hundred one, two hundred two. That's right there. That's preference. I think it's definitely in the conversation. Um, what about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts or Wentz? And I know Hurts might have dynasty value. First, I'll ask that in dynasty: Hurts or Wentz? That's tough because right? when we're talking potential upside, which we were just talking QB ten for Wentz, the yes. Hurts upside potentially is much higher yes my opinion of hurts though is much lower mm-hmm. so am i going to play it safer and try to find that upside because that's what will win the leagues or do i do i want to go with my gut where in this sense i actually still think hurts probably has more value yes. and it's better for the market so i have to go hurts in this in this case yeah i think hurts has more value on the market so if i could get wins on a third i'm doing that I'm also looking at this as hopefully, I mean, we're talking superplex. We're always talking superplex. Get the fuck out of here with your one QB shit. I am hoping that both of these guys, if I have one of them, they're my QB two. They're not my QB one. So if I'm going with them as my QB two, as I'm saying this, I have a little bit of a question in my thinking because maybe I do want the upside. I was thinking when I was first thinking this, I was like, man, I'd rather have Wentz as the safe QB two option, but yeah, with that upside, I would personally be selling Hertz for once plus. Uh, I wouldn't do it straight up. I am a little lower on Hertz, and that's a topic I want to get to, and we're going to move to in a second. Let's let's keep it with the Colts. What do you think it means for their um, for the for his supporting cast? Let's start with JT. Same. I don't think he can really lose value or gain it. I think it's better. Um, we did see some successful se- or seasons, or or at least parts of seasons with Miles Sanders. Yeah. So we know that that Wentz has that ability to target running backs, you know, in the passing game. And the threat, I don't know if the I would assume that the passing threat becomes more legitimate without Rivers, but I, I don't exactly so know what defensive coordinators think, but I would I would be leaning towards that that threat becomes more legitimate which opens up probably more lanes in the run game. Yeah, I I would say it's got to improve uh, JT's odds. Um, of just uh, more consistent and consistently high in production level of season. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure who gets more, who throws to their backs more. And it, I mean, when we saw Wentz having successful seasons with running backs, I don't, I feel like that might've been with Reich, but at the same time it was last year with Sanders and Reich wasn't there, but uh, I'm thinking about Naheem Hines right now. And I know he could have benefited a lot from, having rivers who throws exclusively to his running backs. And I, I know a lot of people are thinking that he's going to be pushed out and JT is going to take a complete workhorse role. And I mean, you're not crazy in thinking that I know I'm probably on the outside here, but I still think night that Heinz is going to be a good flex option for you next year. And I don't think that changes with ones. Um, what do you, what do you think about Heinz? I'm with you. Because it wasn't Rivers deciding which running backs ran on the field last year. Yeah, was, that's a good point. It, it was Reich. And one, I, I, I think that the, there's a big belief by the players there that a lot of them really like Reich and they really trust his decision making. Yep. And I don't, I don't think that there would be a reason why he would create any sort of opportunity for any sort of rift in the locker room, especially when Hines is capable. Like he doesn't have to do that to like prove a point or make a move or, you know, establish dominance. They already believe in him. So. Yeah. I mean, 
even just in their playoff game against the Bills on their drive to try and go down at the end of the game, it was Hines on the field during that drive. Uh, JT did get in there, but they're down. They need to drive past the ball. And, and Hines was in there. I just, I don't think that JT is going to be this 90% touch guy. Like I think that Hines is going to have a good role and he did have some bust games, but this is your reflex. You're talking about your RB three, hopefully, hopefully your RB four. And I don't know what his ADP is. I don't know how he's valued. I'm just saying that I think Hines is a, is a fantasy viable, a viable fantasy option this year, at least as it stands now. Who in the receiving core do you think, like, not who do you think this benefit more? I'm Because I'm coming at this that everyone benefits more because Philip Rivers is fucking gone. But do you think, I think that Michael Pittman is was was bound to have a good year. I'm kind of a Pittman guy. I think he benefits more from this. I don't care what your what people might say about passing their their deep ball stats or whatever. You, you can't compare the two with the Colt. I'm I'm kind of stealing your thunder here because we were talking about this. So actually, how about I let you make this point? Well, I mean, I, there was a, a comparison of Rivers' deep ball accuracy, and it was like their adjusted numbers, and he was very successful, but. The, what do I say? The volume, as well as the type of receivers that are in Philly, the offensive line, clean, like even like we were talking there, there was conversation about clean pocket percentages. Yeah. And Wentz was like 13 to 14% lower than Rivers just on clean pocket percentage alone. Mm-hmm. So then if we're talking that, that has a big impact on even timing on, on other passing plays where maybe he doesn't have a clean pocket. So there, there was a lot of things that didn't contribute where my opinion was Wentz played by himself a lot last year. And that was something that's why I'm such a believer in him changing scenery is going to be so good for him. Now, if we're talking Pittman, I, I'm a mixed bag on Pittman because I think he's very good at specific things, but like where he found success last year was not where I was expecting him to like against the Packers. He was doing a lot of underneath routes that he was turning in, into, you know, yards after catch Yeah, where I think he's more of a guy that's, that should be using his body yeah, you th- versus you think that, um, but like when you go back on film, like back at USC and stuff, he was actually doing a lot of underneath stuff. And then you saw it a lot against the bills in that playoff game with screens. Like he's big, but he does well with that underneath stuff. And I think that Wentz will be better with the clean pocket. I think it was Brett Coleman on YouTube that I had watched a video where Wentz's like mechanics kind of were getting fucked up where like his, his legs and his, his feet weren't set up the right way and having this clean pocket will help that, but it'll, he won't be running for his life a lot either. Like I feel like he was in Philly. Um, I don't see this hurting anyone on Indy. It's either even or, or, or plus money right now. I, I can't see it negatively affecting anyone. I want to know your thoughts on Paris Campbell. I like Paris Campbell. I think that, I mean, he's just at such bottom value. Like I wouldn't pay much for him, but I think that, I mean, this is it. This is, this, this has to be the year. He has to do something. <laughs> um, I know you've been a Paris Campbell guy and I, I heard you say in the happy hour chat that he might be a sell right now. Would you like to ex- explain that? I actually, when did I say that? Trying to think what I was, what context that was for. Well, we saw. Oh no, I was. That was a joke, actually. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I told, I told the chat, I told the chat to sell him to me. Okay, (laughs) that's what. what (laughs) Okay, that makes way more sense. So actually, this, um, since his rookie year, I've been, I've been targeting him, but like, I haven't. I'm not one to pay up for wide receivers. It just isn't my style. Yep. So. I haven't been able to acquire him until this season where in two startups, I was able to grab him and I got him for very cheap prices. I'm not banking on him, nor am I relying on him, but if he hits, that could be a very nice value spike on my roster. I can tell you that. Absolutely. He's just, uh, he just hasn't, he's hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, I don't, I don't feel like the tight ends. I know he's got big ass tight ends. Like you said, Mo Alley Cox, I feel like they need to bring someone in there, though. So do you think that's someone they target? Because I think it could be. I think they could target. I mean, 
why not target Ertz or Henry? And if that's the case, that's huge bust. That's a huge boom for everyone, I feel. Oh my God, Hunter Henry would be amazing, dude. Dude, that would be so fucking sexy. I would be full, full Chubb, full, <laughs> fully staffed. Are we talking Nick Chubb or Bradley Chubb right now? Nick Chubb, yeah. Okay. So Bradley Chubb's offense. super underrated, though. <laughs> yeah, true. Fucking Nick Chubb, so goddamn good at football. I actually was hoping the Browns would take Bradley Chubb, and then they took Ward, which I was happy about. But Bradley yeah. Chubb and uh, uh, what is his name? I'm gonna, I, this is dumb. <laughs> Their other pass rusher, who's like best. Oh yeah, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, uh, it's right there. It's right. It's right there. Garrett know, Miles you. Garrett. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm actually friends with um some players' wives. We went to actually went to school with them and like hung out with oh, them yeah. in the summer in Wisconsin. And we were able to go to the Browns game uh, on my birthday. Actually, I went to Cleveland for my birthday because I'm a Browns fan. Yeah. And I met her there and we went under the stadium after the game. And Garrett walks out. His neck is like a horse's <laughs> neck. It's like that big, <laughs> like, that thick, that muscular. It's like, like Maurice Jones drew thigh. About. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is a neck we're talking about. Think about the rest of his body. Like yeah. he's massive. Yeah. That if we're on the Browns for a second here, man, I think the Browns, I am so high on the Browns next year in fantasy and real life. Like I think they fucking kill it next year. I, I just have that fucking Duchesne's feeling. So fade it at your own peril because it's very lucrative to hashtag fade Duchesne's, but I have a huge I have a good feeling on the Browns next year. Just pray for health, health in the, the secondary. Yep. All right. Any other thing you want to touch on with the Colts or do you want to get over to the Philly side of it? Oh, uh, no, I think we can go to Philly. Uh, I, I do think though, that if they were to be successful with their tight ends, that'll definitely help the running game, which will then actually in return, help the tight ends as well. That's Indy we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I think you could make that same argument with Philly. Um, so Jalen hurts. Is he the guy? I don't think long-term he's the guy, but I've been known Does to Philly be wrong on quarterbacks. I think, I think they do. I, I think they're going to give him full range or yeah, full range until he proves otherwise that he's not. So, I think they're going to bring someone in obviously because if he gets hurt or whatever. Okay. But, so when do they bring someone in free agency? What I'm getting at. They, yeah. What I'm getting at is if they don't bring someone in in free agency, I'm not sure if they're completely sold. And I think it's foolish, and I know everyone thinks it's super stupid, but if you have a number six pick and there's a draft like this with a lot of good quarterbacks, pro- good quarterback prospects anyways, that there is a there is a lot of talk of them t- going and getting a quarterback at number six. Now, this could be just talk of them trying to make a deal with Denver or Carolina that's below them and with the fear that the QBs will dry up before they get there. But I absolutely think that they could do it. And it's not as stupid as someone would say, because if you have a chance to get what you think is a better quarterback, you should do that every time. I think now, if Wilson is the second guy off the board, I think that changes. Um, Especially if Fields is gone. Basically, if they're looking at Lance, even though I like Lance, I feel like you're. I feel like Lance is just your is is a Hurts like player. You're just hoping that he's a better passer. Well, I I yeah, I, I think it depends on if they want to go all in on that type of passing game and that type of offensive uh, scheme with the quarterback. Like yeah, if you bring in, let's say you bring in a Wilson. That's I don't know. It looks like he's going to be projected to even go before that. But let's say you bring in a Wilson. Is Wilson kind of the Josh Allen Wentz type of build anyway? Or yes. The type of play style anyway? That's so how I think he is exactly like that. If but if you just moved Wentz, are you are you saying that you still believe in that and the way that a quarterback can play and that you just don't believe in Wentz anymore? But isn't Hurts just that type of player, but even a less accomplished passer? Well, I see my thing is when I look at like Wilson, I know he can run and I know yes. he's had success, but I feel like where he's gonna make his where he's going to make his hay in the league is going to be through, through passing the football. Yeah, exactly. Like so I, I don't know if, like obviously you, you can switch styles when you bring quarterback in. Like if you have a backup to Michael Vick, you're obviously not going to try to play like Michael Vick when he's yep. out. But so I can see that. I just, I, I feel like 
if you're gonna if you're gonna have Hertz be your quarterback, you got to go all in. That's even scheme. That's the type of lineman you have. Like they had, you know, they had good active linemen who could pull and they could move really well. They weren't one of the older run blocking, just massive lines. So they kind of already had that, but I don't know. I just, I feel like if you're going to do something, you better go on with both feet. I think that free agency is huge for anyone who has Wentz on their roster, because if they go out and get a quarterback in free agency, I feel really good about Hertz. If they don't get a quarterback in free agency, but they build like around because like the Ravens built around Lamar Jackson. You kind of just knew that he was going to be the guy, but that's a completely random side thought. But if they don't take a quarterback in free agency, if they don't grab one, I am really worried because they will be drafting one. So it's a matter of where do they draft one? I just think, I think that for what you could get for Hertz. Like, I feel like you could get Baker Mayfield. I feel like you could get Tua, and you might be able to get something on top of that. I might try and cash out for somebody else who, who's trying to chase that high of upside. So I drafted Hurts in the league, but I yes. drafted him to trade him. I wanted, I wanted your thoughts on this trade. I traded Hurts for Jared Goff, 201 and 212 before the news. I traded The deal was completed yeah. last night. I like that. What deal are your thoughts? Anyways. Do you think the deal could have been changed at all going into today after 11 o'clock central when they announced that? Um, yeah. After, yeah, you, you probably could have got a first, but it probably could have been golf and a first and a third, but I mean, that doesn't really change. It's, I still think it's, I think it's not that big of a deal, how much, like the difference of what you could have gotten, but I still, I love that trade when you, when you did it. I like the trade now. I mean, is it, are they both this year's seconds or is one next year? They're this year's seconds. Okay. Um, I Even actually better. was going for, I was going for a future first. Yeah. And nah, I'd rather the seconds this year. No, I'm with you, but uh, I didn't think he would take it. So I, yeah. I was, I offered actually a 2023 first with the 201 and he wanted to take it, but apparently we weren't able to trade those years picks. So I was like, okay, let's oh. go back to the board. And I threw 212 in there and he took it. So I'm actually, there's a league in, in this league. There's a team that doesn't have a single quarterback yet. He has Jameis and Phil Rivers on his roster. And this is a super flex league and I'm offering him golf. I'm going to try to try to extract more value, but yeah, just based on which I don't, I don't think I don't advocate for doing because I think it's kind of short-sighted, but just looking at startup values based on the draft position in the startup, I'm, I got went or I got Hertz at 412 and golf went at five Oh nine or five Oh seven. So I basically moved back around to pick up a 201 and a, a, a 212, which yeah, some may disagree because they want, they want to just pay the little bit for Hertz. But I would rather have cashed out on them and just increased my assets. Absolutely. Uh, 201 is a fucking a great pick, and 212 is still a really good pick. You'll find you could, you could get a decent running back still, like Hubbard might fall. There's a ton of wide receivers there. Maybe even Brevin Jordan, even though he seems to be moving up a lot. He might be a mid-second, early second at this point. But, yeah, love that deal. Absolutely. Uh, that's a uh, – I was trying to think of a funny joke, but I'm all out of them, I guess. My thoughts and prayers are with Diami Brown falling to 212 for me. Oh, yeah. Diami Brown is falling in rookie drafts. Um, stay tuned. Next week's Terrestrial Takes will be a rookie – central focused draft but uh always down for rookie talk i mean come on that's the that's the type of the year uh that's the that's the time of year we're in right now is rookie talk this is why we play dynasty yeah exactly it's the drafting it's the trading it's the rookies it matters yep. <laughs> yep. um all right i'm a goddard guy i am worried if Worried might be a strong, might be too strong, but I don't think it's necessarily a good thing for Goddard to not have to go from wins to Hertz. Uh, I just, I know a lot of people like Hertz's throwing talent. I just don't think he's that great. He could be better. He could get better. Um, but as a as a Hertz guy, I'm worried. As a Rager guy, I'm a little worried. As a Sanders guy, I'm not that. I, I think Sanders is going to be Sanders, but. Uh, I was wondering what you thought of the um, 
of the supporting cast now that they have if they have hurts if they especially if they don't take another guy i think the rpl will do great things when the offensive line is not up to snuff for miles sanders yeah i think that'll be very very helpful because if hurts can make the correct reads you're going to basically be in schemes where you're going to have guys that are going to be blocked up and you're going to have that opportunity to get the second level players and it'll be good for for um, for Sanders. I am worried. I've watched a lot of Alabama in my time and Hertz was never an NFL quarterback in my mind. When oh, he was at Alabama. Absolutely not at Alabama. No. So it was nice to see him succeed at, at Nebraska because uh, Hertz did everything Oklahoma. by, or I'm sorry. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Big 12. I don't remember saying it, but, uh, but uh, just based on how he handled himself at Bama, getting replaced, transferring, not a, a single bad word can be said about him. No, he that being great. said, I, I, I think he was so assisted at Oklahoma with his reads that he needs to get so much quicker at his reads on the field. I think that's one of the contributing factors to his fumbling as well. I know yeah. that they weren't all on passing, that he fumbled the ball. I'm just saying – I, I think that's a, a contributor. And until he does that, I think all the receiving options are in trouble. Now, Rager didn't really have that great of a year. Not a big believer in him. I don't think he runs great routes. Um, and I don't mean that in just terms of route running. I just, I mean, like, it just seems like he doesn't, he's not able to beat his defender unless he has a lot of time. And I don't know if that's how I want it. I don't think that Rager is going to target Goddard a ton. And I'm a big Goddard guy. I was like, there's a point in which Goddard's going to become a first round value because he's going to be yep. the next guy, the next type of Kelsey, the next guy that's yep. going to be putting up those Me numbers. Too. And I don't know if we're going to see that. Now with the RPO talk, I do think that will help him a little bit, but I'm still worried, but Rager, man, I just don't see how that meshes well. Like that type of receiver, that type of offense, that type of quarterback, like, if they got like a Bateman or something like a bigger guy, and I know you're not that huge on Bateman, but like that type of guy, a big guy for the outside, I feel like that's definitely would suit that team better. Um, I'm just, I liked Rager too. And I just, I feel bad for all, because there were some serious truthers out there that were just, they swore by the kid and it hurts to see. Well, my Rager position is that I think he's a great football player. I don't think he's a great wide receiver. But I always thought that if he was in, a, in an offense where the play could be extended like, like a Seattle, that he yeah. would find more success that way in broken plays or, or extended plays because of his football cue, because of his ability. Like a Tyler of, Lockett, right? Kind of. Yeah, That's kind I of. Think. Where, like, when you said Seattle, I was like, I totally see him as a Tyler yeah. Lockett type of guy. So I don't hate him in an offense where he has a quarterback that scrambles and like, you know, makes time and burns, burns some time and actually creates more opportunities downfield. I think that's actually an offense he can succeed in, but does Hertz have the ability to run around and make those reads at the same time? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Exactly. Like that, the Seattle offense isn't a read option type of offense. It's not like a, like a read option, uh, RPO, I'm sorry. That's a very kind of structured offense. It's quick, and then that's, that's the play. It's not really meant to, like, have scrambles in broken plays. Like, it's, it's not meant to is what all I'm saying. And Seattle, Seattle doesn't really run the RPOs that much. So, Well, and are we looking at the fact that Russell Wilson is just that damn good? Well, yeah, you can say whatever you want about fantasy. Russell Wilson makes plays happen out yeah. of nowhere. And he's got the prettiest deep ball in the NFL. Do not add yeah. me. Throw it to the back <laughs> corner to lock it and tell me somebody else can do that. Like okay. that, those fucking rainbow lollipops, they make my fucking butthole pucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure who they have, who Philly has leaving in free agency. I know that they have a very solid run defense. At least they have the last two years. Their pass defense has been dog shit. So like maybe that, if that's not shared up, if that's still a problem, that opens up the passing game for them. So maybe there's some fantasy upside there. But in my value wise, I know I'm going back to wins here. I know that Hertz has the value. I, I would just prefer having wins. Um, yeah, I'm, 
sound like a fucking a Hertz hater. And I'm really not because I was, I drafted him in the third everywhere last year. And I've since moved him. Like I moved uh, Judy and Hertz for MT and Mooney in a second or something. And I like that deal a lot. I know that MT has no value, but again, on deals that have no real correlation to what I'm talking about. Anything left in uh, Philly you want to talk about here? Not at this point. I just they'll they'll need to get wide receivers in there. More they'll just have to just keep pumping guys in that system. Yeah, they they got to hit on a wide receiver at some point. But at what that's at what point do you say maybe it's that team that system that doesn't benefit wide receivers? Like at what point? Well, I mean, when you draft Rager over over J Jeff and oh, yeah, was it who was who went over DK? Was that was that oh, was that that's J Jeff? Yeah, they they took JJ Arcega White Sox. Oh, so over fucking DK. bad. So dude. maybe they just don't know how to draft wider. Maybe they're the new Bill Bill Belichick. Yeah, for real. Because oh my god, dude, J That I've been <laughs> the biggest J haters because I'm I hate Stanford. So it's been a long time that I did not like Arcega, and that pick fucking blew me away. That blew me away. But. I wanted AJ Brown so bad as a Packer fan. <laughs> yeah, everyone. So bad. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to think about AJ Brown and fucking Rogers. That'd be too hot. <laughs> That'd be way too sexy. You get a Bradley Chubb. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to move it on now to some uh, other news items that we got off the main, the main potatoes of the of this pod. Um, so the other big news item this week was JJ Watt was being released. Um, some people had a huge problem with uh, them not getting something back for him. And I think that that was sort of fantasy land, like fantasy football land talking of like, always got to get something for your guy. Like the Texans, who, who, what would someone pay to have gotten JJ Watt? They would have paid like a third, a fourth, and what does that do to Watt's image? It makes him look like he's fucking dog shit. And he's been a good team. He's been great for the Texans, like the best fucking player as a person you could have asked for. It was, I think it was absolutely the right thing to do to just cut him loose. Fuck the third round pick or fourth round, whatever you would have got. Cause no one would have paid really much because his contract was huge. It was bigger than Deshaun Watson's. So let him go. And he's a free agent now. Where do you think these signs? Real quick, I'll give you some odds. These are fan duel odds. They change a lot. But the Packers are the favorite at 250, followed by the Steelers with the Steelers at 250. And then there's a couple other. We have the Bills at 600, the Bucks at 600, and the Titans at 600. What do you think? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the favorites being Green Bay. Come back to Wisconsin, Mr. Pewaukee boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Pittsburgh would make a ton of sense. I actually think Buffalo needs to focus more on re-signing Matt Milano. So if they have the cap to re-sign or to sign JJ after re-signing Milano, do it. But Milano needs to be a priority. Milano might be a top five cover linebacker in the league, and that is so big for their scheme. True. I feel – I didn't look this up, but I have a Buffalo friend, and I feel like I heard that there was – that they weren't going to, or at least it seemed like they weren't going to be able to. Interesting. Okay. Take that with a grain of salt. Water, resigning Milano. What was that? Were you talking about signing water? No, 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 Milano, Milano. Milano, That they might, that they might be cutting ties with Milano. That is big. Milano should be a player that people target this year. Yeah, like a, like a, um, like a, the 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 fucking Packers linebacker who left. Talking about Blake. Yeah, Blake Martinez. Like someone like that. I feel like. Well, I think Milano was even better because Milano messes Ooh. up offensive schemes. Okay. Martinez is the tackler. He runs downhill. But, yeah, Martinez but is, Milano, the is the fantasy freak. Yeah. M- Milano is the guy that, that messes up your read and makes you go to the next one. True. Like, that's huge. Oh, you, you got to Buffalo. I didn't, hear a, I didn't hear a pick or a prediction of where he might, where he might end up. Oh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh. he gets a chance to play with his brother, I, I say he's doing it. He's going to Pittsburgh. I agree. That's what I was going to say. Chance to win a ring. I don't Packers, Steelers. I mean, if you go to the Steelers, you're gonna have to go through KC and Buffalo. If you go to the NFC, you got the Bucks 
I mean, the NFC road might be easier, actually. Yeah, I think he goes, he plays with his brothers. He that that Steelers defense will be fucking insane. Does he wait to see if Deshaun gets traded and goes with Deshaun? That's a great point. I feel like he might. I mean, free agency hasn't started yet, but if, if Deshaun ends up going to Carolina, they just cut Kawan short. There's a there's a need there. To Carolina. We said this on the pod last week. I think Watson and Carolina is so hot for for, for fantasy. <laughs> it's so hot for real life too. Like Carolina, oh man, they would give they would be the number two team in that division. They'd be giving the Bucks a run. I mean, the Bucks are gonna fall back to earth a little bit next year. Even though I mean they only went ten and six, but they're they're, they're gonna be right around there again. They're not gonna be like twelve and four or whatever, I don't think. Um yeah, man, Watson to Carolina is just such a fucking turn on. DJ Moore, baby. DJ Moore, baby. I tra- I just traded DK for DJ Moore in 201. Okay, interesting. I'm not the biggest DK guy, though. Me neither. Not at, not at his wide receiver one or two dynasty, wide receiver one or two value. I'm yeah, he's at like top five value at least, and I don't, I don't have him there. He's at like nine, maybe, if I'm thinking about it for me. He's not that far from they- DJ Moore. I think there's like three that keep their value and the rest of them just rotate. Like if they're in some sort of cylinder, they just, as it keeps turning, they just keep turning. Who's ever on top when the cylinder turns yeah. where they're at. <laughs> yeah. And there's no issue with that. It's just that I'm not going to pay up. I'm always going to trade down and get extra value. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm burping a little bit. I'm looking for my, uh, I was looking for my tab and I guess I don't have it open anymore, but um, the other free agent news that it's kind of news, but it's definitely fantasy implication heavy is uh chris godwin is likely to stay in in uh tampa bay that is that is big in my opinion because i godwin is a guy that i was trying to pay up for with the thought that he was leaving this is a side note real quick of i do a lot or at least the last week or so i've done a lot of trades with the foresight of possible moves like i traded away kittle for fat plus thinking like predicting they're going to make a good QB upgrade. Same thing with um, who the hell are we talking about? Godwin. <laughs> I was, I was thinking he was going to leave and become a top wide receiver somewhere. So I was trying to go after him and I'm glad I didn't get him because if he stays in Tampa Bay, that's his ceiling to me is high wide receiver too. I think not, not, not wide receiver five or whatever he was in 2019. With you and OG Howard's coming back. I think we're going to see an emergence of Scotty Miller. I, I'm whatever makes their team better. Cause I don't really, you know, there's no issue with them having a good team, but I don't know if bringing AB back actually makes the team better. So there might be an increased role for Miller and Ty Johnson or yeah. Tyler Johnson, but there's, there's going to be the same, if not more in terms of weapons to be receiving threats in that offense. So yeah, yeah I'm with you high end too. That makes sense. Um, I was, I would have been kind of down if he would have went to the Jets because like, I just don't know what that volume looks like there, even if it's a lot, like yeah. what, what does that turn out to be? So I think it's a safe two, but I think it's a cap two at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Um, I ran a fucking, I ran a poll of some sort. Someone answered, I'd rather Tyler Johnson than <laughs> Chris Godwin. And my God, I love. I, I thought I was the biggest Tyler Johnson fan, but that was unironically. He wasn't trolling. <laughs> Man, your your tweets are just lightning rods. I know. I fucking. <laughs> I promoted Levi for uh, Fantasy Players Club, who uh, I'm gonna be on his pod next week. And I, I I sent him a promotion. Doesn't mean much. I'm not this big fucking deal on Twitter, but he got a couple followers, and the followers he got were <laughs> less than respectable. <laughs> they, they were known as Duchesne's followers. <laughs> uh, I love you fucking degenerates though. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for Godwin. There's a couple other items here I want to get to though. Um, betting odds for the, the first overall pick now, Trevor Lawrence has stayed at minus 2000, but now the 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 favorite now this isn't for the second overall pick these are the best the second favorite for the first overall pick is zach wilson at plus 800 and justin fields is way down at 2500 um people are think it's been crazy that wilson's been talked of as the number two guy and i haven't thought that's been crazy at all i know you have him at four and i'll let you explain it instead of keep 
talking your points out, but um, Wilson at two, I think, is an absolute possibility. I don't hate Wilson at two. I think it goes down to preference when it comes to the teams. Yep. Now, if who uh, the Jets have the number two pick, so if we're talking him going second, I know we were just talking about potential him to go first, but if we keep he's going second, it's windy in New York. I'm not trying yeah. to make a dumb excuse, but you got to be able to pass up there. And he does have a strong ass arm, so yeah, they may not feel comfortable with with Fields or or Lance. So, I mean, it's always been go get your guy, even if you have to pay up for him. Like unless it's Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson, which everyone sort of should have seen coming that Trubisky should not have gone over either one of those quarterbacks, but you go get your guy. Like when it was uh, the Allen Rosen, Lamar Mayfield, Darnold draft, you know, you just got to take your guy. If other people may not agree with you, but he's the guy that's going to be in your locker room every day. He's going to be in your building. You know, you have to feel comfortable with who you're taking when it comes to the number one overall, I don't see it. I don't see unless Uh like, Unless like Lawrence were to like lose a leg and he wasn't an option, then it might be something to talk about. But I just don't even think that there's any sort of opportunity that that's there for him to go number one. Now I've been fields one-on-one since before this season started. Um, And I was, I was wondering if, if other players go higher. So like if fields drops and goes as QB three or four and Lance is QB three or four, which he kind of always was. Does that make you sway? And I'm going to just answer my own question first. And I'm going to say, no, uh, if fields was taken as the second guy in New York, uh, that would have been worse than if he falls to Atlanta or Carolina. Like that's just, that's, that's fucking free real estate. That's all gravy, baby. So he's fields is locked in as my one-on-one. I have preferences for each of these quarterbacks to go yep. to. Okay. I, I actually want Wilson or Fields to go to Atlanta. I think yeah. that Fields could be dynamic there. I think, okay, based on my thought processes about these, these players, Fields will be the most dynamic and most helpful. Besides Lawrence, this is, this is a non-Lawrence conversation. Yes. Will be the most helpful to a bad team, to a team that's barren in the cupboard. He will bring the most um, – positive impact to raise the level of his teammates. Wilson could develop into a really good passer with Ridley and Julio. I don't know if Julio will be there, but just more or less in, you know, thought process, how we're thinking that that would be a good spot for him. And I want Lance to somehow end up in Carolina because Lance will be able to make the throws that are necessary to DJ Moore, hopefully Samuel's back as well as maybe get some more deep stuff back over to uh Robbie yeah to Robbie Anderson instead of running all the short stuff to him yeah I don't, I don't know what the fuck they were doing last year but those are my preferences so most likely I think I think Wilson will end up with the Jets because of the way that that team is made up if they take a quarterback yeah and then it kind of jumps around because I don't you know there's different picks people make trades all the time we'll see what happens there but... will I will there will be one trade in the top 10 maybe two mm-hmm. but that's my preference of where these players should go yeah I guess the, the the better question I should have asked is would would landing spots change your top four quarterback rankings? No. Yes, me either. All, exactly. I think all it will do will change where they go. If Wilson goes two, he's going in the top six in rookie drafts. Where at I this think point, he is anyways. I agree. I personally believe that the first four quarterbacks will be gone in the first seven picks. Yeah. But I think that yes, there will be some exactly. drafts where people prefer other higher, players. Yeah. So yeah. it could be a it could be a chance where where he falls to maybe one oh eight, one ten. That's true, because you could see Pitts go, uh Harris, Chase. Yeah. That's true. People might be really high on Rondell Moore and say, Hey, yeah. I gotta take this guy. I would probably take more at one oh six, one oh seven. I am stupid high on him, but hopefully it doesn't come to that because I would like to not have to take him that high. <laughs> um Last news item here we got really is just a minor thing. And it was a little confusing at first. It took a little bit of uh, reading and rereading. And it's that the NFL is increasing their salary cap to a minimum of 180. So what that means is last year, because of COVID, the minimum that the salary cap would be at was at 175. I'm not even sure what it ended at. I think it might have ended in the 190s or something. But no matter what, the salary cap at minimum will be 180. So that just means there's a little bit more money to play with. Um, 
it, it, it's probably, it, it will be higher than 180, but it's, it's floor is at 180. Just a minor little news item, something to keep in mind that there's going to be that. I would think that is that, that I would assume that that means that the, the cap itself is going to be rising as well. Even though yeah, the floor is at, sorry. I was going to say the floor was at 198 million last year. Okay. So, yeah. And the, the thought was that the salary cap is going to come down. And what I think the, my, the takeaway that I wanted to get to is I think that means that it, it probably won't be coming down, even though that's what everyone thought. Yeah. Not that much. So if there were teams that already had cap room, I don't think that it'll make any sort of difference about how they interact this off season. Yeah. Knowing what the floor will be the earlier that the teams that are in some sort of a uh, cap, difficulty they'll, they'll be able to make decisions earlier on players or at least get talk started earlier which will be beneficial or it could create for some really nice drama this offseason yeah we'll, we'll have to see about that yeah um sort of a non-news item but something that might have been swept under the rug that people might not have uh heard elsewhere uh just something that i wanted to touch on real quick um anything else from the week that you can think of you want to talk about no i think we're good all right, you have any uh, you have any gripes of the week, Tim? Gripes of the week. I'm gonna go with inflammation in your joints. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard because I can't sleep. I cannot find yeah. a position which my my joints don't hurt. I actually had an I had the same kind of issue when I was younger, and I haven't had it in a couple of years, which is fucking awesome because I know it sucks so bad, especially trying to sleep. Um, my gripe of the week is gonna be film versus analytics Twitter. Because usually if you're on one side, you're so on one side that you just won't see how the other one can benefit you as an analyst. And I'm going to, I'm a little on the film side. I definitely use analytics, but not, not that crazy. I like, I use the ones I think that really matter. I'm not going to BMI. I'm sorry. Fucking get the fuck out of here with, with BMI. Or if you, the biggest issue that film guys have with, with analytics and BMI is that they can't just understand that it gives them uh, a probability of hitting on a player and the analytics guys if i'm going to be a super dick i'll say like they just use their analytics as a cheat sheet because they don't watch enough football <laughs> but anyways i think you need both as an analyst and if you're fucking on one side calling the other one an idiot i think you're both idiots what i really don't like about the the versus point of this two of these uh two sides yep. is that one not every film guy or analytics guy has the same opinion yeah. So when yep. you say the analytics community hates this person, yes. you're talking for a majority. But then when someone goes, oh, I'm analytics, they just assume your mm-hmm. positions on certain players and that's not the case. Or film guy. Yeah. Not every film guy liked Riley Ridley, bro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's just the case here. So I and I agree with you. I um my issue is I always feel like analytics is incomplete, but in every other situation in my in my life, I respect analytics so i, I want to do it with fancy football as well but i'm so much more towards watching a player understanding you know the concepts of the play versus just looking at the output of the play because i don't think that tells the whole story so that's where i get stuck but like you know i, I i'm i work in finance like yeah. basically everything i do it has to do with numbers efficiency and like how can we do this better so i appreciate the numbers and i understand that if you look at it from like any other background that they're going to be very cut and dry. The decisions are going to be very easy, but when we're coming and talking about people. I think that's where it gets a little bit of a gray area, but I'm with you. I, I hate the verses yep. because you, so many people just think that everyone thinks one way when they, when they are one or the other. And it's not the case. It's fucking politics of NF, of fantasy football. It's awful. Oh my God. It's so politics. <laughs> All right. You have a, you got a highlight of the week, Tim? I don't, but let me think about one. You can edit the pod, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I can edit like a fucking machine. You know what? Let's let's um let's highlight Levi today. Good. I was gonna, but I was like, you know, oh, I no, just... you do it. You do no, it. No, no, I'll no. But one. I already said I was going on the pod, so I didn't yeah. want it to seem like oh, I'm going on his pod, so I'm gonna give him the highlights. So you you yeah, give it to it. him. You give it to him. Yeah, I actually want to highlight a friend of ours, uh, Levi Valentine. Um, he's got a cool. He decided to use the Super Bowl logo because it has his, his initials in it. So good. But uh, yeah, he's got a podcast. I think that deserves a little, uh, deserves more, more viewers. I should say more listeners, yeah. <laughs> but deserves more listeners because 
it is great content. They, they think about football in uh, different ways and their discussions are really interesting, especially when they get off topic a little bit. That stuff's funny too. So I went, I wanted to just uh, shout it as fantasy players club podcast. Uh, I think you can find it most places. I listen to it on Apple, but yeah, I, I think that he just deserves more people to, to hear his work and the work of his uh, podcast mates as well. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you that you brought it up because there is no one more under criminally followed no pod that's more criminally not listened to or followed uh few people deserve more attention than he's getting because it is it's it's a travesty so if you're one of the few listening to this you better be one of the fucking few listening to him so thank you tim thank you for bringing that up and i will if you if you listen to this like i said i'll be on there next week or something so there's that you get more of this dog shit over there. <laughs> All right. My, uh, my highlight of the week is going to be uh, good trade partners. The more leagues I join, the more orphans I take over, the more trades I do, the more it just becomes such a hassle and an annoyance of trading because it, it does. Like some people don't, there should be a, we should make a, a trade etiquette pod, I think at some point. Um, it just, it does. It really can suck. And like, I'll eventually just blacklist certain owners and just, I won't deal with them so having a good trade partner and by the way i just want to say this doesn't mean like oh you didn't give me what i wanted you're an asshole it's just okay here's what i want you wanted this all right let's move let's move the values and then okay is this gonna work no all right thank you don't waste my time let's not get caught up on a fucking 23rd fourth or something like you're gonna take the deal or you're not stop trying to work me stop trying to like treat me like an idiot. Like let's respect each other's time. Let's try and make our teams better and let's have some fun. I like the leagues in which we can communicate. Yeah. Like um, I'm since I'm in, I'm in some leagues that are very open where the discussions yeah. flow freely amongst the league members, yes. which actually makes trades easier. Not saying yes. that a bunch of trades always get done or this or that, but like when I know where you stand on a player, I don't waste your time. Exactly. Or if you know where I stand on a player, guess what? We can come together with an offer that might be very appealing to me. It might net you exactly what you want. Yep. Yeah. Like in our happy hour chat, like I'm very open. Um, I'm not going to just like the, the chat is for us to have fun and talk to each other. Like I could spend my life gaming that chat, like giving you false information of what I like, but what the fuck is that going to do me? It's going to get me like a good trade in fantasy. Like, like just chill the fuck out. Everybody's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I know that the best leagues I'm in are the leagues that we talk the most. So yeah. I would say, especially in leagues, you don't know people get out there and have those conversations, you know, just, I don't want to say blow up the league chat, but, you know, be interactive because the better your relationships are, the more often you guys are going to make trades. Cause there, I guarantee you, there are people in leagues that haven't communicated with half the league mates that they're in. And that just hurts yeah. any sort of even interaction or fun going forward. Anything else you got to get off your chest here? No, that's it. All right. Well, Tim, thanks for being here. Everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I think we'll be back next week. We'll talk some fucking rookies. We'll talk some shit. See you guys. I look forward to it. (laughs) All right. See you later.